Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Oh, what's up, Lisa? What's up, boo? What are you doing? I'm just sitting here waiting to hear a good story from you. Oh, yeah, for what? For our podcast, I Married a History Teacher. Yeah, nice. Mm. It is called I Married a History Teacher. Yeah. Uh, for our loyal, loyal listeners, sorry we were off last week. Um, it's just been really busy around here. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, I was going to touch on this. I think the reason we did not do a podcast last week is because I was literally too bored to function. Yeah, yeah, it's been tough for you. You know how you just get to a point sometimes where you're so bored that doing anything just feels impossible? Yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, I just couldn't bring myself to figure something out to do for an episode. Yeah, it's a brave new world for you. You're, you're, you love the humans. I, do, I love the a, humans. This is a dark time for old Stevie. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's all right, Lise. You know, it's, that's the worst that's going on. It's not It's, it's not, not It's not bad at all in, in the scheme of things. No, no, it's not. And on the bright side, it gave me time to figure out an awesome episode for today. Your boredom? No. I'm oh, you mean not. just the coronavirus? <laughs> just skipping last week. I yeah, mean, yeah, That's yeah. kind of what I meant. Good. No, yeah, it's you, like, got that you know, nice I had build more up. time to yeah, I had more time to research and look into a cool topic and everything like that. Yeah. So tapping you know. those creative juices. Exactly, exactly. And you guys all screwed up by not buying a thirty-second commercial block for such a good episode. But you can still do this for next episode. Just again, we'll advertise thirty seconds, thirty bucks. This deal of the century. Deal of the century. Mm. Yep. Tell you what, what you give me 35 soon. bucks, I'll give you a full minute. Five wow. bucks for the second 30 seconds. Wow. That's what a deal, a steal, guys. Of a lifetime. Wow. I can't believe you're, oh, dude, you're I know. doing such a I'm, discount. I'm going wild. We're going to, I don't even know if we're going to be able to focus. Our phones are going to be blowing up for weeks. Yeah. Then we can buy more of this beer. Oh, uh, yeah. What beer are you drinking? Dogfish Head Hazy IPA. They have the like Grateful Dead bears on it for some reason. I didn't know Delaware or Dogfish Head anything had to do with the Grateful Dead, but they have like a couple of beers that have Grateful Dead bears on them. Huh, I wonder if maybe the brewers are just a fan. Yeah, maybe. Can I try? Yeah, it's tasty. This, it's is, tasty a, this is one that's been around for a while though, yeah? Yeah, it's not one of their super new ones, but it's a pretty smooth, yeah, they're good so, beer. They're such good. They do a good job for being such a big brewery too. Yeah, they're so fucking solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa, let's talk about today's topic because it's something that I am extremely unqualified to talk about. Oh, unlike everything else we touch upon. Yeah, well, normally, you know. I mean, you were an expert in Endless Appetites for that one episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just really everything. This one, though, is particularly out of my league, maybe is the right way to say it, because it's about language. (laughs) <laughs> it is our first episode on the history of language being told to you by someone who has a tenuous grasp on the English language. <laughs> but it's such a fun grasp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way of looking at it, sure. Yeah, yeah. It always keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Um, and I know you're into it because we've talked about how interesting language is before, so you have to be interested. You promised. You, you <laughs> promised to like it. <laughs> I don't think I did, but I, I am interested. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're going to talk specifically about the alphabet. Yeah. Am I allowed to say anything yet? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Can I, I, I just want to say why I find it interesting. So, damn it. Language so interesting um, is, I mean, I think this is not something new if anyone's on BuzzFeed or which probably everyone's read every BuzzFeed article now that we've got all this time. But um, 
is just this concept that there are feelings and situations and just like just general senses that may not be captured in the English language, but that there are words for them in other languages. And I've always thought that that was really cool and made me kind of just think about how much of human history and experience and culture and geography shape the language that we do or don't use and how we speak about things. I don't know if that is going to touch on what we're going to do. No, this is a little more nuanced. But, I mean, I agree with you. I think that is a fascinating part about language and Mm -hmm. culture and everything. Yeah, it's really like the – it's a sad part about not being able to master very many languages. And, you know, especially in this country, it's just you're not as exposed as a lot of other places um, to, like, multiple languages. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I just think that's cool. Maybe we could do a different episode on all the different words that – Exist. That is cool. It is fun. You want to hear my what I think is the saddest one? Uh, yeah. The Japanese have a word for dying of work-related exhaustion. Yes, yes, I didn't know about that. What what is it called? How, how, it starts with an H or something. No, you're thinking. K. <laughs> you're thinking L. of Harry Carey, which is suicide via sword. Oh, <laughs> Wait, is there much of a difference? I mean, <laughs> by a work. It's not. Uh, um. Yeah, I am thinking of that. Um, yeah, that is a sad one. But we're not going that nuance. In fact, we're going super basic language. For our first talk about language, we're going to go back to talk about the alphabet. Okay. So we're going to learn a lot today about the first alphabet. It's like chock full of all sorts of fun little side stories and cool details. The first alphabet ever, so not yeah. Roman. No, no, no. We're not talking about the Roman alphabet, although... We're talking about the first alphabet, which is a precursor to the Roman. So we are, to a certain extent, going to be talking about the Roman. Wait, wait, our origins? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Lisa, trivia, do you happen to know which peoples invented the first alphabet? Um, I feel like they got to be Chinese or Middle Eastern. So that is a great guess. Um, the Chinese, we're going to talk well, about... Well, they do more symbols than an alphabet. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the difference between what the Chinese did and what, what the first alphabet actually was. But the Middle East is accurate. In fact, it... Was it Egypt? No, but again, very good guess. Um, it's actually from modern day um, Lebanon. Oh, wow. The Levant, if you will. Mm. Um, and places around the Mediterranean, and it was a specific group called the Phoenicians, the Phoenician alphabet. Uh, mm, that sounds vaguely familiar. It should, because that's where the phrase like phonics and phonetics come yeah. down. Were you ever yeah. hooked on phonics, Lise? No, but I mean, I it's I smelled it around like other people were hooked. Yeah. Like it was in the air. Yeah. Like I knew about that. I clearly <laughs> never got hooked on phonics. <laughs> I don't know what you're hooked on. I was like shooked on phonics. <laughs> right? Oh my God, I got to laugh at it. Nice. <laughs> Anything about you talking makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we're talking about language. <laughs> now, before we get into the, the phonetic alphabet, we should talk about who the Phoenicians were, right? Just so we have some understanding, mm. all right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 1000 BCE, okay? Okay. Um, and the Phoenicians were a very successful, very wealthy, seafaring, trading, Semitic people. Okay. They primarily lived in modern-day Lebanon or the Levant, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. but they set up trading posts all along the Mediterranean. So they essentially spread, if you're touching the Mediterranean, you were Phoenician around this time, or at least dealt with them all the time. Okay. So if you're looking at a map, thinking of a map, picture the Mediterranean, think a whole lot of area covered in the modern-day Levant, and then just coastal areas surrounding the Mediterranean. So they're Semitic? 
Yes. Mm. However, Semitic is a super confusing term. Right. I was thinking you're not referring to... No. Semitic does not necessarily mean you're referring to Jewish people. Semitic is one of those really, really confusing terms that encompasses a whole lot of people that basically lived in the sort of Middle East for several, a couple spans of time. Okay, so more of an ethnicity than a, or a national. Yeah, it's almost more of a shared culture among different types of peoples. Mm. Uh, you could have been Jewish if you were Hebrew. Hebrews were Semitic, obviously, but there was also plenty of non-Hebrew Semitic people. Okay. okay. Like, in fact, the Phoenicians still had a, a polytheistic religion and stuff like that. Okay, okay. And do we happen to know what boats they're on? I'm just trying to get, like, an image of the waters here when they're trading. Sure. I mean, they actually were very good at creating their own boats and stuff but we don't have time for that mm-hmm. but think about like uh sailboats mm-hmm. old school sailboats you know like a stupider version of what you picture romans having okay. romans came after the phoenicians make it roman but stupid <laughs> yeah sure. got it uh exactly um they were not actually a unified empire um like the romans were at one point they were primarily city states um mm-hmm. like so like Byblaus, I think it was called, and Tyre, those places were Phoenician city-states. And interestingly enough, they created Carthage. Carthage was originally a a Phoenician place in Tunisia, in modern-day Tunisia, in Tunis. Mm. Um, And Carthage is going to become such a powerful city that it basically takes over the Phoenicians, and the Phoenicians are going to sort of become... Carthens, like Carthaginians or whatever. Carth- yeah, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, that's funny. There's a there's a college in Wisconsin called Carthage. Yeah. My high school boyfriend went there actually. Was he Tunisian? Uh, he was definitely not Tunisian. <laughs> he was a swimmer. I don't know if there's any overlap there. I well, they it. were a seafaring people. Well, there we go. It full circle. Um, okay, so yeah, so those are who we're talking about around. 1, these are the, the alphabet inventors. The, yes. So let's get into what the Phoenician alphabet was all about, right? So did the Phoenicians, because they invented the alphabet, did they invent writing, Lisa? Well, probably not. No. There was there's there's all sorts of forms of writing. There's, hieroglyphics. You, hieroglyphics is a big one. The Egyptians. Yep. Cave drawings. Yeah. As depicted in Game of Thrones. Sure. Yes. Yes. They did a great job depicting <laughs> the original languages of the first men. <laughs> the children of the forest. <laughs> We can do magic and barely do a stick figure. Um, okay, so um, okay, so they are they did, not invi- they did not invent writing, but they invented yes. And then there's yeah. your Chinese characters, right? Symbols where they use symbols to represent a word. Yep. Um, and then there's also something going dating back before all of that, back to the Mesopotamia days, which is something called cuneiform. Okay. Which is basically primitive hieroglyphics. Think of it that way. Okay, so there's less fancy hieroglyphics. Yes, sure. Hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics, but make them basic. Yeah, yes, there you go. Got it. You're getting it. Totally get it. So, so good at history. Yes. So, Lisa, then, what is the difference? What's what's the difference between having an alphabet and having hieroglyphics, for example? Um, well, one, the alphabet would allow you to sound out words and create them, whereas hieroglyphics and anything that's symbolic would you'd have to memorize a shape associated with a certain word, right? That's awesome, Lisa. Cool. Look at you. God. Look at you. Pure genius. No yes. one else could have figured that out. Right. So if we were doing hieroglyphics to to write my name, I would have to have a specific character that meant Steve, right? Yeah. Then you would have to have a totally separate character that meant Lisa. 
Mm-hmm. Right? But if with an alphabet, we have that shared letter S, right? So I have S, and then you add a T as Eve, right? We're, we're like sounding things out using noises. And you take that same S, right? And you Lee, Sa, right? Excellent teacher. Yes. You could have done any of the subjects. I know, right? <laughs> I've proven how much I know about the sciences already. <laughs> now I'm pulling off English. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that seems... You know what? I ha- So I had a thought and I lost it, if I'm going to be honest with you. you know, so you, I'm not going to try. Your, you put it in your back pocket and if it comes back to you, you let us know. I already got front pockets. Pajamas don't really have back pockets. and That's all I've been lounging in these <laughs> yeah. days. But I'll and tuck it in there. nobody listening to this in denim right now. You know? <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> um, so let's talk about their letters and how they came up with everything. All right? Okay. It's actually largely based off of the Egyptian hieroglyphics, actually. Okay. Oh, I thought of my thing. Sorry. Okay, what is it? Go ahead. Sorry, I know. I'm totally killing your mojo here. This but better be he, the most hysterical joke. Oh, it's not even that funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, as I'm about to say, wouldn't it be funny? Just thinking about, you know, naming your child in a time where there were symbols and not an alphabet, you know, and being like, no, this is their new symbol. And being like, we don't have any more room for symbols. You need to pick one <laughs> from the ones that are already here. We're not, the yeah, whole right. village isn't learning this new one for you. Yeah. No, your kid's name is Papyrus. It's settled, <laughs> you're just Papyrus now, kid. That's it. What is this scribble? <laughs> I'm not calling you that. Um, uh, okay, sorry. So continue. Right. All right. So... So I recently saw a meme that I thought was really funny that it was like when you ask when you meet someone and you ask them what your name what their name is you're essentially asking them what noise to make to get their attention. <laughs> like this He's not wrong. <laughs> Man, when you put it like that, I really wish mine was more of like a caca, you know? Yeah. Like, that would be fun. Well, it's not too late to change your name. It's I'm not. Change your name. And the best part about that is, like, I don't really have to make that noise nearly as much as the people around me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can pick something, like, really ridiculous and be like, well, I'm not the one who has to summon myself. So do you remember Deadspin? Do I remember it? Oh, does it not exist anymore? Yeah. So oh. Deadspin was like a primarily sports and pop culture blog. Yeah, I, I thought it was still a thing. It was bought by like a bunch of conservatives who wanted to change everything up. And like it was a bunch of like sort of mostly like sort of leaning liberal young gun sports guys. Before that. Yeah. yeah. So they all ended up left and the whole thing just imploded. Okay. But they came back as like a random temporary blog. Okay. And one of the things they're doing is a 64 name tournament of the weirdest registered names in America. <laughs> that sounds really fun. One of the, I think the matchup right now, it's pretty far along, is Beanbag America versus Cavassier Dingle. <laughs> Good stuff. That is, thank you for that tidbit. Mm-hmm. We need to go through all of that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, let's get back to the alphabet, shall we? Well, shall we? It's, it's okay. been long enough. All right. So as I was saying, it's, 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 it's kind of based on Egyptian hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. And so here's what they did. So the first letter, if you will, in the Phoenician alphabet mm-hmm. was based off of um, the the ox symbol, like for an ox. Yeah, yeah. An Egyptian, right? So they took that hieroglyphic, the ox, mm. okay, which totally non-coincidentally looked like a capital A turned on its side. Mm-hmm. And they translated to Phoenician language, which happened to be Alep. 
So an ox was called an allop. It was an A turned sideways. Okay? <laughs> the next character in their Phoenician alphabet was the Egyptian word for house. Okay? And it not so coincidentally looked like, like four-fifths of a capital B facing the other direction. Four-fifths of a capital B yeah. facing the other direction. Okay. So, like, take a look at that. Look at, yeah, think like of a B, up. turn it sideways, and take away the bottom, like, half of the loop. Got it. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. What is your guess that was pronounced in Phoenician? The first letter was Alep. What do you think approximately was the next letter? Beta. Beta is a close get. It was Bet. So oh, the first that's two letters really were, close to Hebrew. It was Alep Bet. Oh. Alphabet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's really close to what we call it now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but we're going to talk about Hebrew a little bit as well. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, my Hebrew is rusty at absolute best. Yeah. But I mean, I think it goes Aleph, but but yeah, I, I mean, three. it probably did. So it was Aleph, Bet were the first two, and you know, Alphabet, well, and it stays pretty consistent, like because it gets you know Greeks or Alpha, Beta, mm-hmm. and then Aleph, and then Alpha, nope, Alpha, A and B for Roman, which you know. So who are these they? I mean, are these scholars? Are they... Who, what are you talking about? That, that are making these decisions about the, oh, the alphabet. Oh, yeah. So they were tradesmen. That's a great point. I was going to get to this. So this was all derived out of making it easier to do trade and making more money. Cash rules everything around me. Crane. Um, but yeah, exactly. That's exactly what was going on, right? Is that these people, these traders were super successful traders and they created a better way to communicate with each other to make more money by communicating efficiently. Mm-hmm. What is it? Necessity is the mother of invention? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple more things. The third character is when things start getting messed up because technically it was more like a G than it was a C. Mm-hmm. And then you don't really see the C come around until the Roman alphabet. Okay. Um, which is, have you ever thought about how weird and kind of unnecessary the letter C is? Um, I can't say that I have, no. I mean, it, it's either an S or a K. We already have an S and a K. Why the hell do we add C? Just to make, make the, the ch- ch- yeah, yeah but, like that's the. But that's a noise. Real, I mean, you this get, is the only real value is the ch. Okay, but that I mean, if you if you minus ch, okay, I mean, I mean, it's a redundant weird letter, and it gets to be third. It gets to be part of the ABCs. I mean, come on. What about S? S isn't everything. What about E? E is the most common letter. We have to call the ABCs, and the C is the stupidest letter in the alphabet. This is making me think about like, it just feels like that's the most natural, easy way to say the alphabet. But now I'm just thinking of like our childhood. If we were like, A S E T. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it'd be more similar to the keyboard. Just saying. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I really liked that the letter G. The scholars now think it either meant a throwing stick or perhaps a camel. <laughs> throwing stick or camel I'm not really sure how the two are. seems like they would have totally separate context they would definitely have different drawings I mean <laughs> yeah interesting I would love to hear the theories behind those yeah um, quick note 22 characters in the Phoenician alphabet mm. there were no vowels yeah just like Hebrew yeah it was it's symbols were vowels yeah like so that's stuff. actually different those are in, in Phoenician alphabet, 
if you knew it, you thought you it was thought that you would know how to say everything properly with the proper vowel sound right. in between the consonants. Yeah, it'd be memorized. Yeah. But, but you can mark it up. You can. So the Hebrew uses something called a um, vowel symbol, where you basically right. add a symbol to the consonant. Yeah, it's like The Phoenicians didn't even do that. Oh, they, it was like, yeah, you're, you either know or you don't. Yeah. You're in or you're out. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to come back to consonants versus vowels, because some people might be thinking, like, what the hell? What, what do you mean there wasn't vowels, and why would? what's the difference? Why do you need them? And we're going to cover that real quick. The vowels were there. They just the didn't end. account for them in the yes, written. Yes, yeah. that's fair. But, okay, just to establish what was really going on with the Phoenician alphabet, because like all things in history, like plenty of people argue that the Phoenicians weren't the first freaking people to have an alphabet, but who cares? They were the first people where it was important, their influence of this alphabet. Right, right, Because right, right. it influenced so many people because, A, they were traders. B, they were super successful. Hmm. So people wanted to be able to communicate with the Phoenicians because it was financially advantageous for them to do so. Mm. So it spread. And like, listen to all the places that it's the mother language for Hebrew, as we've talked about. Mm. Syriac, which is obviously Syrian. There's Arabic, South Arabian. Mm. There's Gaez, I believe it's pronounced, which is Ethiopic religion. Um, religion? Language? Sorry, language. I thought they were Amharic. So Ethiopian. This is a parent language even to that. It was previ- prior to? Yeah. Pre- predecessor? Right? Yeah. Okay. Then there was Latin, or sorry, then there was Greek, which we've talked a lot about. Then there was Latin, which is what we use today. And even beyond that, though, there's Cyrillic, yeah. which is the Slavic sort of Russian language yeah. that also derived from this. Uh-huh. So like Western Europe went Latin alphabet, and then sort of Eastern Europe and Russia went Cyrillic alphabet. When we say Roman alphabet, is it any different than the Latin alphabet? No, it's just one and the same. Okay. It's, it's used the same. Okay. Um, yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, like just from the spread of Europeans and mm. like how it was Middle East, large chunks of Africa, Europe, and then the Europeans spread everywhere. So there's like this massive amount of, world, of the world mm. that is using the Phoenician alphabet. It's really only natives and then the Americas and like some of the major Asian countries that don't use it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, and doesn't even sound like a lot of people were dying as as it relates no, to this again, piece of history. This so. is this is Corona time, so we're doing happy news. Yeah, and you know, language communication brings people together. Yeah, brings people that's together. Right. That's right. Yeah, just have to just have to all talk a bit and stop murdering. Yeah. All right, now we are getting to just sort of random fun side facts. Side facts me up. Side facts. Um, Interestingly enough, the people, the Phoenicians that invented the alphabet, Mm -hmm. we don't know a super lot about them, which is interesting because it's kind of counterintuitive because you think these dudes invented writing in the sense that we know it today. With an alphabet. Once I learned as a kid that, like, some of the most famous artists didn't become famous until after they died, I was like, all bets are off in terms of attribution and what we appreciate and when. That's fair. So I never, I'm actually, like, more surprised when we can date something back and be like, Joe over here, he's the reason for this modern thing. Um, Well, there's actually a really good reason why we don't know anything about Phoenicians. Oh, did they die? Yeah. Damn it. I feel like there's like a story here that I'm forgetting. I'm going to tell it real quick. Okay. Um, 
I knew it was gonna. I knew there was something bad that was gonna happen. Well, right. So the Carthage should have tipped you off. So the ah, uh, yeah. The the Carthians or whatever they're called, they basically sort of take over all of Phoenicia. Yeah. Um, but then eventually they're going to lose three different things called Punic Wars. Do you Who's know? they? The Carthage. Yeah, the okay. Carthage is gonna fall too. Who'd they lose the Punic Wars to? Ottomans? No. What's an odd, really easy guess? If you're thinking of Tunisia. The what's Egyptians? It? No, no. Right across the Mediterranean, you have this Spain. massive empire. From Tunisia. The massive empire. Oh, the Greeks. The Romans. <laughs> Shit. There's a lot north of Tunisia. Okay. But we're talking Europe's about... Europe's got a lot of countries We're talking about a time of, of like the, the Romans dominated for like thousands of years. My timeline... Is not good. <laughs> okay. okay. I just say it slowly for emphasis. I, I don't know. I mean, I know of these empires. But, yeah. like, I mean, sometimes, you know, I was shocked when you taught me that Cleopatra was alive when fucking Caesar was. Yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous to me. Did I remember to drop the stat that um, Cleopatra is closer in timeline to the Great Depression than she is the construction of the Pyramid of Gaza? Or Giza? I don't know if you did, but it's isn't that wild? Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that is super <laughs> wild, and exactly why I shouldn't be consi- like this shouldn't be held against me. Yeah, but the I mean, world is no. That's a weird one, though. I don't. Anyone... The world's weird. I, yeah. We can't be expected to keep track of all of the weird. Time is a construct, bro. Time is a construct. Space and time <laughs> continuum, man. Yeah. So, um, despite all that, we still don't know enough about the Phoenicians. Most of what we know about them is just all of these like trade records that the alphabet kept. But like, apparently, what happened was is they had like a vast amount of wealth because they're the first people, or sorry, vast amount of wealth and knowledge. Yeah. Because they were the first people that would actually sail out of the Mediterranean, go up towards like north, like towards England, and go south down towards like parts of Africa, and they wrote all about it. They kept it in a library in Carthage, and the Romans burned it to the ground. <sighs> so, so much of what we know about them is financial. That's really sad. Yeah. For example. But they sound like they had a dope time when they were. No, they were it. crushing it, dude. Yeah, they had yeah. like a good, they had a good time. They had a, you know, good, well, like 700 years or so of just like crushing the Mediterranean. Awesome. They're like, um, so Phoenicia is actually, they think that the term derives from um, land of purple. Because their main thing that they were selling to get rich was purple dyes. Mm. And they would get there's a certain type of slug in the Mediterranean. <laughs> and they would like harvest it and you could crush up the slug and make purple dye. Wow. And that's why even like in the West today, like purple symbolizes royalty. It's because that was the super expensive thing that got the Phoenicians super wealthy. Wow. I'm like now I'm like imagining some like hipster selling sustainable clothing. I'm being like these dyes are all natural, made from slugs that would grow outside. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. You know he's doing that. You yeah, know? It's, hilarious. it's interesting, Lisa, mm. that I'm looking at a pillow that I got from my aunt and uncle uh-huh. of the, the flag of Virginia. And in the flag of Virginia, there's Columbia, a symbol of freedom, killing a tyrant. And that tyrant is wearing what color? Purple. Purple, mm-hmm. right? Not a coincidence. Not it's a killing king. royalty. Americans killed the king. Influenced by the Phoenicians. Yeah. 
all the he way up to now. It's all gone full circle now, you know? As we've said, yeah. Everything in life is full circle. That's right. Yeah. Because um, time isn't linear. A <laughs> <laughs> couple other things. The Greeks were the first people to actually add vowels to this alphabet. And apparently, because the Greeks did this, it was like huge for the written language, even during the Greek times, which is why you have super famous philosophers like Socrates and Aristotle and Plato and those dudes. It's also apparently why they were able to, like, because language exploded. So all of these super famous, like, playwrights and stuff, like, here, I'm going to mess this name up. Can't wait. Aeschylus, I think is how you say his name. He's, like, considered the father of, like, dramatic writing. He's, like, a playwright hmm. in Greece. And, like, apparently it became a lot easier to start recording and writing the scripts for these plays when vowels were introduced to the alphabet. Hmm. Okay? Now... Lisa, we're going to play a fun game. Okay. Unless you can just answer this question easily. Okay. What is the difference between a consonant and a vowel? Like why, what's, why is there what's even What's the a, separation? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was an interesting noise. <laughs> I mean, okay. So it's, to me, it's like the glue between the other letters. And sure. you can't really have a word without it. And but that's a human construct, right? Everything's a human construct. Okay, Steven. we've sure, been over okay. this. Okay, but there's something more natural about vowels and consonants. Um, I think it's like the sounds that they make. Yeah, it's They're a lot to do with sounds. primal. No, dude, that's how I kind of think really? too. Oh, Absolutely, oh, cool. it's more yeah. of a sort of guttural oh. primal thing. So we're going to do a little exercise, and if you're listening, this might be fun for you to do this too. Okay. Lisa, huh? you're going to do some singing for us. Oh, sing along at home, folks, Lord. or in the car. I want you to sing <laughs> the know. letter A. That's it. Like, go. A. <laughs> Sorry, so, so you can do. You can go A or Ah. Look at that beautiful right? voice. Now, a fun thing you can do with vowels. Mm-hmm. Can you do it again? Can you give me a good ah? Uh, ah. Uh, now do the ah, uh, drag it out for longer, and mess with your tongue and your lips while you're doing it. Ah, uh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's fine, because you're still, at the end of the day, you're doing all this weird stuff with your mouth, and you're still generally giving an ah, uh, right? You're yep. still making a vowel sound. Mm. Now sing me an E. Go. This is Go, so, come on. I'm, 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 on, I'm on being broadcast right now. So who cares? E- Right? So you can do the same thing. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you're generally holding an E sound. It's so much easier when you have a deep voice. (laughs) 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 Right? Now, Lisa. Sing the K sound. Oh. Do it. K. <laughs> right, but what you did is you made K. a noise and then you carried out a vowel, right? Yeah. If you actually try to make the K sound, mm. it's more like a <laughs> Right? <laughs> or like try to do like a T sound. Right? It's, mm, oh, that was in. So like, <laughs> you see what I'm getting at here? Yes. Me. Okay. Like I, so generally speaking, mm-hmm. vowels 
like unconstricted airflow, mm-hmm. where a consonant is you Con- have to. Yeah, that's not sorry, the right consonant. Way. <laughs> oh shit! Now I've done it. Now I've gotten in my head, and I'm not going to be able to say it for the rest of this podcast. Consonant, yeah. A consonant, thank yeah. you. Is 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 disrupted airflow that you have to sort of. It almost takes more talent, more of a, a trained tongue or lip to yeah. make the sounds of them. Yeah, you know who would be a great guest for this? Hmm. Adele. Yes. Sure. I don't think she's doing much. I haven't or seen her. Eminem. Eminem oh. talks about linguistics a lot and it's fascinating. Yeah, and he's really good at rhymes too, right? Yeah, but that's like... Like fake rhymes. Like he can make things that don't rhyme He's rhyme. good at what you call, the, at least in rap... Which is making, which is bending rhymes. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he gets annoyed when people tell him he can't, uh, like, rhyme words like door hinge. Mm-hmm. He's just like oranges, syringes, right? Mm-hmm. That's sort of like what he does is he manipulates words as he's rapping. And he's, like, studied language and vowels and consonants and stuff like that to be better at it, which is really cool. That's yeah, really cool. Just Dedicated to his think. craft. Yeah. So, you need those vowels, right? <laughs> you need those vowels to, to as you said, to, to, to glue together the consonants. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right? Yeah, into it. I thought that was a fun thing because I never, like, it's something that we talk about, like, you're taught the different, like, the vowels are A, E, I, O, U. But, like, I never once, until I started reading about the alphabets and everyone kept talking about vowels, I'm like, what's the big damn deal? Mm-hmm. Just like... So what A-E-I-O-U are the vowels? Yeah, it's, what does that it even is, mean? That is so true. We study them and it's like, why the hell are we separating them out yeah. if we don't even know why they're different? The stupidest thing I think is that we had, was the sometimes why thing. That was oh. just, a, in my opinion, a like a bastardization of language. I think that was like some weirdo teacher who was like, look, this is the glue that the young minds need to make sense of this crazy yeah. language world. But also and everyone just jumped on the bandwagon. It's kind of like on England though too, I think. Like why would you spell like by with B-Y when you could just spell it B-I? You're making an I noise. Why are you like, why is my in by? You know what I mean? Why Probably the hell? just it looks fancier. Stupid English and their stupid crap. <laughs> All right. Last thing before we go is a fun trivia I want to play. It's only loosely related. Okay. But it's one of the things that I find most fascinating about languages. Okay. I think you're going to be decent at this. I think a lot of people... Don't set me up for failure. Okay, you're right. I am. How many languages do you think, modern living languages, do you think are spoken in the world right now? Ooh. Dead air. I'm gonna sing through the dead air. <laughs> um, I want to say like four hundred something. You want to say four hundred? Maybe a thousand. Something? I don't know. Maybe a thousand. Yeah. Okay. I want you to think about it this way. Mm-hmm. On the island of Borneo. Oh fuck yeah! There's like a hundred. There's over a hundred languages spoken on the island of Borneo alone. Yeah, but then on the island of America, there's like. Three languages. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a great point, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know. Africans have a lot of languages. Okay, 4,000. Yeah, it's, it's close to that. It's 6,500 languages are spoken. Mm-hmm. However, about a third of those are spoken by less than 1,000 people. Right. So saying 4,000 languages is probably more accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that's crazy that there's so many languages. And, like, I think... Yeah. 
just being Americans where, as you mentioned, like this whole gigantic continent, we basically speak one language and we find it completely unacceptable if you don't speak that language. Yeah. And we're only bordering a country that is a little bit French and then Spanish to ourselves, and that's it. So we don't think about language that much as Americans because we have this luxury of not needing to. Yeah, it's it's and then again it's it all comes down to like your geography and like political landscape. It really yeah. shapes you, and that's what I loved about traveling is just seeing how differently it, yeah. it is in other people's minds. Just because what you're around. It, it's always so. I find it so sad when you go to someone else's country and they apologize to you for not knowing better English. No, it makes me feel like such a dick. No, I know. I'm like I know. I, I'm in your country. Like I don't. Like, Dude, I know. And we don't like, say that to you. We don't say that to Mexican people when they come to our country. Like I'm so sorry, my Spanish isn't better. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I know it's a huge, it's a huge thing, and it's like it makes people don't even realize. I mean, travel like until you get the hang of it, it can be very stressful, right? Yeah. And like think about all those people that do it and then can't assume that their their native language is going to even be understood anywhere they're going. I mean, we can get on a plane to anywhere and be like, we will eventually find someone yeah. that can speak English. Right. You know? So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And at the end of the day, it's the Phoenicians we have to thank. It is. And the Brits, I suppose. Screw the Brits. Screw the Brits. No, I don't need to thank them for anything. <laughs> all righty then. All right, Lisa, do you want to tell the world about the books you've been reading before we oh, go? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's very rude, Stephen. Yeah, uh, There's no privacy in the world mention, anymore. Just uh, what you've been doing all this time. Or... All right. It's desperate times call for <laughs> unique entertainment. I might be reading a fantasy book about fairies. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. It's. What do you think the average age of that reader is? Oh, I know that there are plenty my age. Okay. okay. I know that there are plenty my age. Yes, maybe it might be considered to some to be a young adult. But it's, it's I'm mm. telling you, it's whatever. It's trashy. But it's like, you know, sometimes you just want to read about a bunch of fairies. Falling in love. Yeah. Saving the world. You know. Yeah. It's better than than whatever the fuck's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud of it, yeah. but, and I definitely wasn't planning on sharing it, but thank you for that, Stephen. I joined a uh, virtual book club. Um, oh, yeah. With, Ar- with Aaron and Lim. <laughs> and it's going to be so funny because, like, they're giving me a head start because I told them I was a slow reader. So, <clears> you're <throat> such a slow reader. And, like, I don't even think they fully understand. Yeah, you, you only when you have to, when you're so bored on a plane that you have to share a Kindle with you, do you fully understand yeah. how slowly it is that you read yeah. a page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And it's like... <clears throat> and actually, like, reading, like, a big book, it's like um, Gulliver's Travels, right? Yeah, but it's not that big of a book. Oh, is it not? No, it's a pretty short book. I Googled it. To see what I was in for, so the average reader takes six and a half hours of reading, which yeah. is a pretty short book. Yeah, that's but true. I'm thinking six and a half hours for the average reader—that's what twenty-four hours for me. <laughs> I mean, I took a full calendar year to read the five Game of Thrones books, and you were zipping through those. Oh, that was the most—that was the quickest I've ever read in my yeah. life, and it took me a full calendar year. Right. The key is watch the entire series first, then read the books. Yes. That's Could you, you imagine needed. how long it would have taken me if I didn't have the background knowledge from no, the show? No, and how much you'd be complaining to me about? Oh man, yeah. She's like, oh, that's so much. Track here, and I'm trying to read all the <laughs> Um, 
yeah, yeah, we'll see how my first book club goes. I'm really intrigued. I look forward to hearing. I do like this. analyzing things, though, so maybe I'll be good at the analyzation part. It'll just take me a while to get there. Yeah, I mean, again, everyone's got time these days, so yeah. you just you just do it on your own pace, yeah. and eventually, you guys will. This Aaron was like, Aaron was like, well, I've been reading Jane Eyre for ages, so I'll finish it up. I'm still only like a two thirds of the way through, and I'm like, Aaron, you could read all of Jane Eyre bef- and Gulliver's, Tra- Gulliver's Travels before I finished <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, but that's fine. Let's see how this goes. There is a Gulliver's Travels movie that I used to watch. Maybe you can with Jack Black. Yes. No. False. No. No. It's the one before that with um. With the guy who played Hercules. Oh, okay. I think. Was it the guy who on played the Hercules? On the show? Yeah. The one that th- came on after Xena, Princess Warrior? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. Yeah. I had to check into that, but maybe that's what you should do. You should watch the movie, and then the book, will, the words will come more quickly to you. Yeah. Or not. I mean, whatever. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I'm going to not do that, though. I think I'm going to read this purely. Okay. And then there I'll watch is. the Jack Black version. After. No, the other, the new, the, no, the, the made-for-TV movie is so we'll good. We'll do a marathon, bro. I'm actually, like, really looking forward to that. Okay. <laughs> I really liked the made-for-TV movie one. All right, cool. Cool, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Lisa, we're going to get out of here. Okay. For our listeners, i um, just going to say, next time you read something, thank a Phoenician. Or whatever you want. It's a free country. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, my name is Steve. I was a history teacher. My name is Lisa, and I married him.